0: welcome to this week's Mum Talk podcast. This morning, it is beautifully sunny in London. Happy, happy Wednesday. We are recording this podcast on the morning of the podcast release, Uh, so it all feels very, very fresh. And this morning, I have spent uh, a good couple of hours speaking with my beautiful friend, Lisa. She has been sharing with us everything from pregnancy, to her birth story, to what life's like with a newborn. She is mother to a seven month old little boy and has so much to share with us. So without further ado, I want to go straight into the podcast. I just want to say briefly again, thank you so much for all of your support for this podcast. It means the world to me. The constant responses and messages that I'm getting from you all is so heartwarming and so lovely. Thank you for all All of your questions. I have inundated Lisa with all of your questions this this morning, and I think she's had a great time answering them all for you. So always feel free to pop more questions. Now, in this episode, it is it does get a little bit graphic. It may be that we're sharing a bit too much information for you. Lisa does describe her birth story, so have a listen see how you feel and if you at any point you just need to pause and maybe fast forward then do so uh, but enjoy hi lisa hello <laughs> so lisa and i met when we did a yin training right yeah well, was that, like yeah. yin training yes yeah, yin training which is a really long time ago I know. um but i have admired lisa oh, all the way through her pregnancy <laughs> absolutely amazing amazing lisa taught right up until birth, literally right up until birth, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll get to that, but it's she's just been incredible and I admire her so much, so let's get started. So my first question to you Lisa is what's going on for you in motherhood right now? Uh, so as you said Eloy is
1: seven months, um, he's super fun, uh, he's not quite uh, crawling yet but he definitely rolls around a lot and is moving around on his hands. He is really interactive like yeah really super fun little baby boy to be around um i've gone back to work um so i went back to work properly in january so i'm back teaching yoga and also back with the dance company that i work for um so that's been really great uh we have a nanny with us one day a week to kind of help with so i teach five classes on a friday so it means she looks wow. after him on a friday so i kind of get them all in as much as i can Um, yeah and like life's good like it feels like we're in a bit of a pattern, in a routine now together and yeah he's really fun, we're actually on our holidays tomorrow, we're off to France uh, for five days so yeah I'm really excited Um, so yeah like life's really good, Like it's been tough, it's been struggled um, but now I feel like we're It's funny, my other half, Alvaro said to me the other day, like, oh, do you think we're out of the thick of it now? And I was like, I'm sure there's going to be another twist coming very soon. I was like, but let's just enjoy this easy, easier ride at the moment, because, yeah, it feels good right now. He's really great.
0: (laughs) Oh, so amazing. France, will this be your first holiday with baby? No,
1: Eloy's been, so, uh, my other half is Spanish, so he's from Barcelona, so when Eloy was, oh... Five weeks, six weeks, I think we went to Spain to go and visit um, parents and family and stuff, uh, so he 's been to Spain twice now. we were there for Christmas as well, and then also I was in Norway um, teaching yoga for the British ski team.
0: Oh, um, wow. so I
1: took Kaoy with me to go it 's really funny. I taught um thirty eight men yin. It was amazing <laughs> I was like i 've never seen so many men do yin yoga before uh. in my life. It was hilarious. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so I took him to Norway as well then. So he's quite a well-traveled little baby. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, so
1: then we're off to France for our holidays
0: tomorrow. So, yeah. Oh, how <laughs> lovely is that? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The British ski team. I know, yeah,
1: it's good. so It's cool. really cool. It's really, really good. My brother um, used to be on the British biathlon team. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's the British biathlon ski team that I was teaching. Okay. Um, so And now he's a coach for them. Um, so before they went out for the last olympics we did a i did two ten days i was out there for and taught them like four or five classes just to kind of so we were just looking at um how to create more flexibility and more balance and stuff like that so we're doing lots of ukatasanas and things like that and balancing on one leg and and yeah because it's the same kind of weight bearing that you do on skis that you do in yoga so it was just a different mentality to use and and also with biathlon, I don't know if you know, but they ski cross-country and then they have to shoot at targets. Oh, wow. So it was a lot about breath control. So I was teaching them Ujjayi breath just to see, uh, in different pranayama breaths, just to see if any of those might help with sort of regraining their breath back so that then they can be precise when they're shooting. So, wow.
0: so yeah, it was cool. It was good. That's incredible. <laughs> wow. Well, they, yeah, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so how is it traveling with a little one? oh such so a quiet experience <laughs>
1: so when they're teeny tiny it's easy because they just in your arms and they feed and they sleep and because they're in their arms they just love sleeping and it's all fine um now that they're a little bit bigger uh there's a little bit more entertaining that's needed um so yeah so when we went to nor when i went to norway i traveled on my own as well which was quite quite apprehensive i was quite nervous um, but he was good on the way there, so I ended up feeding him on the flight, and then he slept in my arms. And he woke up like half an hour before the flight was finished, so we were playing, so that was fine. On the way back, I made the mistake of having him in the carrier, and whenever he's in that, he just falls asleep straight away. And I couldn't didn't see that he'd fallen asleep till I got on the flight, and I was like, oh no. He's gone to sleep. Oh, no. So I obviously had to get him out to wake him up. And then he was awake through the entire oh. flight, which was super intense. Like, luckily, the air hostess sort of saw me and she was like, oh, there's a free row at the back that you can go to. Like, yeah, the air hostesses are amazing. And then later on as well, she could see that he was obviously 't heavily entertained, So she was like, I'll take him for 10 minutes and you can sit and have a cup of tea. She was oh, so amazing, and I was like, I so you know, so nice of her. I was like, oh, thank you so much, and, and then she gave them back to me, like, after I'd finished my teas, sort of, just could have a little bit of a break, so. Who are
0: you flying with? Uh, KLM, I think. Oh, big up KLM, Yeah,
1: fun. yeah, it was good. It was really good.
0: And did you so, find that you had a time? because this is what worries me, obviously, Hendrik being French, we yeah. go to France a lot. Yeah. And we've kind of, so I'm due first week of September, and then we normally go to France end of September, we've just said, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. So we've actually given ourselves until, I think, the end of October, November before we go. But I am kind of apprehensive about, like, that first travel, because it seems like there is so much you need to take with you for a baby. Yeah. I mean, we,
1: so we made the rule of, like, not taking nappies with us, obviously in the changing bag, but then just... when we were in Spain there's plenty of supermarkets that you can buy them there so just like saving space on that and then obviously you're going to a place where there's a washing machine so you don't need to necessarily worry about they need very little really it's more us with leaking boobs and (laughs) breast pads and all that kind of stuff like it was more my things I think and making sure you've got clothes that you can breastfeed easily in and like yeah so So, yeah, I'd say travel light and just know that you can wash when you need to and things like that. Like, that's what we kind of did.
0: Yeah. I suppose Uh, when you're still breastfeeding, do you need less of, like, bottles and pump and, like, all that kind of stuff? So we
1: did, um, so we exclusively breastfed for six months. um, But then I was pumping as well so that Mm -hmm. then the sort of 10 o'clock feed, my other half was doing. Um, which was nice because they get some bonding time, and also it meant that I could go to bed a bit earlier. And then obviously the nighttime feeds. Eloy was a very hungry baby. He was up at least every hour and a half, every two hours <gasps> no. to feed. So through the night. Yeah.
0: Oh, Lisa.
1: Yeah, oh and God. he would kind of feed for a good like forty-five minutes, and then go back to sleep for maybe an hour, an hour and a half, and then be up again to do that again. That year. He was a hungry boy.
0: (laughs) How did you manage that?
1: You just do. I don't know how, but it's just, you just do. Like, you just get up when they cry, and then you feed them, and yeah. There's been a few times where, uh, in the nursing chair, I've woken up on the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really scary, because you're so petrified of dropping them, but I've never done it, so that's always a good sign. Um, But yeah, you just, I don't know how, the mother's bodies are just... The most amazing vessels ever. Like you, you'll be so sleep deprived and exhausted and delirious, and you won't have eaten and and things like that. But but that instinct of just getting up and feeding baby is just there, and that's that's the only thing that matters.
0: So you just do it. Wow, like,
1: I am not good
0: without my sleep. I I was do the same. I was like proper
1: eight o'clock, eight hours girl. Yeah. Like, I, me and my other half, we used to be in bed at ten o'clock, and yeah, obviously teaching yoga. Then you're up again for, like, 5.36 to do the early morning class. So I was always an early night girl. Yeah. So now, I think, is... Yeah, so seven months now he is. And we still haven't had a full night's sleep. Like, he still gets fed at, like, 2 a.m. Um, with a bottle. But but that's the only kind of... So he only wakes up once now. that We kind of do a dream feed, it's called. Right. Um, And, like, yeah. So still, even now, I haven't had a full night's sleep. But but it's so much better than getting up every hour and a half two hours I
0: bet. that yeah. so you say getting up because um, I'm really interested because a lot of for instance when, when I was a baby I was talking to my mum about this the yeah. other day and she was saying that um, we ne- we were never alongside the bed when mm. we were first when we were newborn we were in a cot she had quite a big bedroom so we were in a cot in the far corner of the bedroom yeah. so it was easier then to transfer us into our own room so we were yeah. never that close when you bought baby home how how did you do sleep so we
1: bought uh there's a company called bed nest and you basically you hire one of these cribs that sits on the site it's really good it's like 80 pounds and then you end up buying the mattress but then once you're done with it you can send it away because they're like three four hundred pounds these cribs whoa yeah so just rent it i'll send you the link yeah but yeah rent it rent it so good and um, so we got one of those that has the sort of drop down side and you, it has loads of different measurements that you can make it straight onto your bed. Um, so it was already available for me to just slide him out, put him on the boob and feed him. But I didn't feel very comfortable sitting in bed feeding. Okay. It kind of hurt my back. Like I think maybe because I didn't have enough pillows or I don't know. And also my other half was going back to work. And I figured one of us should at least be getting some sleep so at least help the other person, me, sort of feed and things like that. So I used to get up. So Eloy was next to me in his crib, but then we used to get up. And we live in a, a, a small two-bedroom flat, so it's only next door, his nursery. And, and I used to go through to the nursery and sit down and feed him there. Um, so that really worked for me. It kind of meant as well that... We were away from that sleeping space, and we would go back to sleep there. Um, But also, we moved him into his nursery quite early. We moved him in at, like, four months. Oh, wow. Yeah, just to kind of... We sort of had the bed nest next to us, just in case, but, I mean, because we were feeding there all the time, it kind of made sense. Yeah. So you
0: really were up and down throughout the night.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I kind of sleeping on the nursery chair, kind of works
0: sometimes. Because yeah. <laughs> you'd wake
1: up and I was like, oh, just here, that's fine. Put <laughs> you, yeah. you back on there. Did so. you get a specific nursing chair? No, we bought one on eBay that looked nice. Oh no, it wasn't, it was Gumtree, I think. And I was, because I, I'd seen like rocking chairs yeah. and all this stuff and I thought they were so ugly. <laughs> and I just wanted like a nice chair with good arms and a nice tall back so that yeah. I would have support. And then... And yeah, I, it costs like twenty five pounds. Oh wow! Yeah, and then it's not it's not the most attractive check print, so I just got a nice throw and put a mm-hmm. pillow on it, and yeah, it's totally
0: fine. We didn't spend money on things like that. Like, no. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? How mm. Nick and I were talking about this yesterday, but it's crazy how much money that if you want to, you can yeah, spend totally when actually. You don't really need to. No.
1: And I totally get that, you know, some mums, they, they want to do that and that's completely their prerogative and that's great for them but I'm a freelance dancer and yoga teacher. My other half works in wine and he's very successful and it's really great. Um, uh, but we just didn't have that kind of disposable income to yeah. sort of, we just bought a flat in Barcelona last year as oh, well. Amazing. So it was like, we'd, we were being so grown up all of a sudden we'd just bought a flat and we're pregnant. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so we didn't have as many savings because we'd obviously put it into the flat. Um, so yeah, so it was kind of doing it as cheaply as possible. We were really lucky, like, uh, I've got quite a lot of friends who have had babies, so we got quite a lot of hand-me-downs and amazing. and stuff like that, which is amazing. Go to them, because they've always got it in the back of their cupboards, and they want rid of the space, yeah. so they want the space back. Um, so, yeah, so they were happy to give over. And and as I was saying to you earlier, on, like, I did a lot of shopping on eBay. Um, you can buy bundles of clothes for, like, £5 for newborns that I just did a really hot wash when they arrived, and then folded it and put it in the cupboards and it's been fine like and because people buy you clothes like people love buying cute little outfits and stuff like that like my mum is always buying a lot of (laughs) outfits like she's obsessed and like yeah my brothers as well so we've been really lucky that I've never really needed to buy new things that yeah we just bought off eBay well that's what I I remember like (laughs) this is really funny I got to a point when you're feeding at night that I would just be scrolling through eBay and being like, oh, I'll just buy that. And then at one point, there was all these packages arriving. And Alvaro was like, what are you doing at night? And I was like, oh, I don't even remember oh, buying so this. Like, and just like, yeah, I ended up having to take the app off my phone and then just like not having a bit of an eBay rest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so, so yeah. funny. Nikki was saying that with Taya, her first um she they had like a whole wardrobe already for Taya, and she was like we probably used a quarter of that stuff yeah yeah so it's we alloy was
1: because so alloy was two weeks premature and i wasn't a very big pregnant person so he was very small um and uh so we didn't have many clothes everything was massive on him even now so he's seven months. He's still in three to six month clothing. Oh. He's kind of three months behind. Yeah. Um. so it's funny, like some of the things that we bought for him, like I remember picking things up and being like, this is massive. Like, how is like, I'm how how is this is going to take him to be like a year before he's going to fit into this? And now he's like starting to fit into these things. But, but yeah, it's good to kind of have like a range, I suppose, of things, but make sure you have things so small, small as well, because yeah. they're. They're so tiny when they come out. You have no idea how small they are. (laughs) I just can't imagine. I actually
0: can't imagine how small. My, my lovely, well, Annie. Yeah. Annie, she, she bought, um, these adorable blue and white striped little dungarees. Oh my God. Um, for baby. And, they look so tiny, yeah. But they're like one year dungarees, and I'm like, how is it only this big? A year? This is wow. insane. Like they're, yeah. but they're so tiny. So I think I have a real shock of how small they're it's so be. small.
1: They're so small when they when they come out. Yeah tiny. I mean, they have to be. Please be small. <laughs> yes, exactly. my husband has a, has a huge head. Like, his oh, head no. is so big, and I was like, oh, no. I'm like, what have I done? Like, why have I picked you as my partner? But then Eloy's head space very small, but now it's getting really big. I was like, okay. oh, thank God. It wasn't
0: when I was giving birth to you. it's <laughs> so funny. So let's just dive back a little bit, because mm-hmm. there's so much that I want to talk about. Um So... Your pregnancy. Yes. Your pregnancy sounds quite different to my pregnancy. Yeah. So I've discussed that. I've, I've told my listeners about my nausea and all that kind of stuff. They don't want to hear that again. So <laughs> tell me about your pregnancy, like your first trimester through to your third. How yeah. did you feel? So it's really funny.
1: So on the last day of our yin training was the day that I found out I was pregnant. No way. Yeah. Oh, my so goodness. So I remember telling Ruth, because we yes. were doing our exam together, and we were doing, she had like, I looked at her sequence, she had like twisted roots and everything. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness. But the thing is, we'd done two weeks of yin training and I've been twisting away yeah. in psycho deer, and yeah. all those poses. Like, and yeah. So, so I sort of said to her, I was like, oh, I'm pre-, I had told her before that uh, we were trying. Yeah. Um, and I was really apprehensive. Like I sort of told my other half, I was like, oh, I'm doing this my exam tomorrow and I, I don't want to let my my friend down because I want to make sure I do the sequence right for her but like he was like oh, you're kind of gonna to have to tell her and I was like I know but it's so early like I didn't really want to how but, far
0: along were you when you found out oh
1: like I think I found out really really early like maybe four or five
0: weeks yeah me too
1: like yeah and it was quite scary finding out that early yeah um and the only reason why so we've been trying and the only reason why we checked was because it was my birthday that weekend, and we planned to like go out and like have have a big night kind of thing and sort of like a last kind of blowout last kind of party. And then Alvaro said to me, "He's like, oh, well, you should just check." And I was like, "No, no, no, I'm sure it's nothing." And then and I then checked, <laughs> and I was. <laughs> and I remember, like, I put the tests like on the on the sideboards and sort of walked away. And then came back to, and I was like, oh, i was never going to be pregnant." And I looked, and I was, and I just was like, oh, and it's like burst into tears. Oh. And then Alvaro was just looked at it, and he was like, "No way!" And I was oh. like, and then he had a little bit of a cry. And I remember we just both like sat on the couch, like, "So we're not going out this weekend." Like, <laughs> just like, okay, what are we going to do now? Like, yeah, in so,
0: movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, but yeah, so I found out then. So throughout that last day was like this kind of excitement and nervousness of, of everything. Um, and then, yeah, my pregnancy was um, pretty easy, I'm afraid. Um, I didn't have any nausea or anything like that. I was, I felt like I was a fake pregnant
0: person. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> I
1: just felt completely normal. Um, so I'm a cyclist in, in London and my other half as to find out I was pregnant was like normal cycling. And I remember there was one day where I was, I must have been about seven or eight weeks pregnant and I was just going to needed to go down to like the shop. And I was like, Oh, just jump on my bike. He'll never know kind of thing. And then when I came back that evening, I had a little bit of spotting oh. and I was like, Oh my God. And I'd sort of read that if you cycle, sometimes it can jiggle things around. It is not so good if you're in your first trimester um, and these are all things, like, yeah, they're just things you read and, like, take them out your own kind of thing. So I'd read that and been like, oh, my God, like, I've put my baby at Jeopardy. Like, oh, is this is really bad. But then, like, so I sort of made this confession to my other half, and I was like, I'm really, really sorry. Like, I've got a little bit of brown spotting in, in my knickers, and I'm, I don't know if that's really bad or whatever. And I was like, but I got on my bike today, and I'm really sorry I told you I wouldn't. And he was just like, no, it's okay. But then, Aww. apart from that, that it went again. Okay. So then there was nothing else. So I had that one little scare. Um, but yeah, then pregnancy after then was, uh, was yeah, just kind of easy. I think I had, I was telling you before, I had um, quite a lot of anxiety and nervousness about my first scan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all women do. Um, I'd made the mistake of reading about a phantom pregnancy. Yeah. So... If people don't know, it's where your body goes through all the motions of of making a baby, but then there's nothing there. And um, because I wasn't feeling sick or tired, or I just felt completely normal, that I had it in my head that that's exactly what was happening to me. I was having a phantom pregnancy. Yeah. And I remember telling my partner, and he was just like, no, like don't be stupid, Like you're fine. And I, I had it in my head that that was it. We were going to get to the scan room, and they were going to be like, "Oh, I'm really sorry, there's nothing there. So that morning I was so ratty with Alvaro. Oh my god, I was just like (laughs) And then like walking there, I've like I've been on stage many times, but I've never felt this kind of nerves before. And then even I felt like sick, I was like sweating, like it was awful. I was like, what am I doing to myself? And then like yeah, so nervous and then sort of even before sitting in the sort of beds. I was already had tears in my eyes, like, almost expecting to think what was going to happen. And then I didn't even look at the screen, but then you, I heard the heartbeat, and then, like, that was it. And my water work started massively, and my partner was just like, oh, don't worry, she's put herself in <laughs> so much yesterday, and, like, the radiographer was uh, is that what they're called? Sonographer. Saucon. Sonographer, sorry, that's it. I was just like oh do you need a minute and I was just like no it's fine and she was like we well, need a minute because you're making jumps yes, and you can't. that's what happened to me the minute I started she was like sorry. so yeah so there was that um which was um not a very pleasant experience but I think I did it all to myself it was just the nervousness so yeah absolutely of, yeah we were very lucky um we didn't take very long to conceive and we have friends who had been trying for a really long time and and then with miscarriages and things like that as well so it was I didn't understand why we would be so lucky like I I just like you know it's really great amazing women that happens to all the time like why would I be any different so that was what was going on in my head like but then I was very lucky and everything was okay and we continued and yeah, like my little boy, um, let me practice yoga, um, which I didn't do at all throughout my first trimester. I just didn't feel like doing it. And also I think that nervousness of, of keeping baby there, making sure that there's nice and safe. Yeah, so I didn't practice at all. I was still teaching but not really demonstrating. It's really amazing. I I got really super articulate with my words. Like it's really changed the way I teach, which has been good, I think it's made me really think about how to describe a posture, how to make people feel it rather than making them see all the time so it's I think it was actually quite a good tool that I've discovered I have yeah um but then when it came to my second trimester I got a bit more confident and um so I teach hot yoga and cold yoga I call it or room temperature yoga um and I know a lot of people say to stay out of the hot room but I'm quite an experienced practitioner in the hot room so I went back in there and I took rest whenever I needed to but it felt good to kind of sweat and and move as much as it did Um, I was obviously very careful with twisting, didn't twist towards the body, always away. So you modify as you go. And I just really listened to my body and to Baby. Um, If I was doing some arm balances, I used to get a kick in the ribs. Um, (laughs) If Baby was like, don't do that, like would move my elbow out of the way, especially as he got a little bit bigger, um, it was more difficult for me to kind of demonstrate things. Um, That's amazing. So yeah, he kind of like... Yeah, it would just tell me when things didn't feel right. And it just you just know in your body. Um being pregnant as well, I think you become so aware of your core and not like the core, your abdominals, but like just like your centre of your body and, and how things feel and especially at the beginning, like have you felt any flutters yet? Have you not yet. So you're but you're on alert, aren't you? Yeah. You're like, when am I gonna feel it? Yeah. <laughs> like So so yeah, you're very in tune with the body. So just Really taking that time to listen and, yeah. and yeah, doing what feels good. like, I went to a few pregnancy yoga classes and we just ended up sitting around breathing and I hated it. Like it would just make my hips seize up. Like I wanted to move. I wanted to do like a, a modified vinyasa like s- sequence. Yeah. And then I found a teacher who did that and you kind of worked hard. Like I would sweat, but it felt good to yeah. like move because you especially towards the end, you kind of end up wobbling waddling around a little bit and feeling quite that you can't move. So yeah, to move felt good for me. And I know everybody's very different. Some people want to be still, and that's amazing for them. But but, but I think yeah. like
0: my my. Prenatal classes that I teach, yeah. I get a lot of assumptions of: Are we just going to sit around breathing and yeah. learn how I call to lay breathe? Yoga. And <laughs> <toad> <laughs>
1: yoga. Where you like sit on a bolster and you just kind of like breathe, toe yoga. Yeah,
0: and I think that's important at a certain yeah. stage, but you've got to strength. Like we go through a lot yeah. for childbirth, and yeah. you've got to be strong for it. So I'm exactly the same as the teacher that you went to, and yeah. my classes are to strengthen the body and to move and breathe and find strength not only through movement but through breath
1: yeah um
0: so i think you know if you go listeners out there if you're heading to a prenatal class because i know that it's recommended Mm. a lot to go to prenatal isn't it it's everywhere do prenatal yoga if you go to one class and it's not right for you don't give up there it's the same with any yoga class yeah keep having a search around and find a teacher that is right for you and if you feel like at this point in your pregnancy that you do just want to sit and learn about breath that's great if you want Mm. to move a little bit more then find a teacher that gives you space and that room to move um so yeah keep 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 at it if it feels right in your body. But.
1: Yeah. There's also some really great um, YouTube yeah. pregnancy yoga classes and things like that as well that yeah. are amazing. And then you don't have to leave your own home. You can Absolutely. just do it on your own in your living room, which feels good. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, sometimes leaving the house doesn't feel great. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you find you did inversions in your pregnancy? I did. Did you?
1: I did. I have a really great picture of me doing a headstand in my, like, the day before I gave birth.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny yeah how did I, it
1: feel it, it was really wobbly like I wasn't able to be up for very long but it felt quite fun yeah. um my handstands aren't great so I was always assisting assisted with a wall and um, so I was still doing them and headstands and and yeah it felt good it felt it felt good for me but I, yeah for anybody that's the thing is so I did my pre- and postnatal pregnancy course with Katie Appleton whilst yeah. I was pregnant. It was amazing. Oh my God, she's incredible. And it's not... Twisting is not great for baby, but being upside down is okay. Right. It's only if you fall over. That's yeah. when it's not okay. If you hurt yourself or baby. So it's it's not necessarily being upside down is is the problem it's yeah as i say it's just it's the, falling. the falling yeah
0: i find that in most it is the same in most things isn't it yeah exactly like if you do yeah. anything you do like it's okay but just don't fall yeah yeah exactly but so 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 yeah
1: so i did i did invert um when i was pregnant and yeah just cuz it felt good for me and yeah. that was okay
0: it has yeah. felt, I've done a few headstands, which have felt really nice and really secure. And it takes mm. a bit of pressure off, doesn't it? And yes. it does feel quite nice. Mm. And especially because my, and I know this probably sounds really weird, but my boobs were the first thing that I, the first reason I knew I was pregnant was because yeah. my boobs just literally like exploded. Yeah. <laughs> and but, I actually find them, because I've never been big boobed, but I actually find them quite heavy and yeah. drawing down on my shoulders quite a yeah. lot. So going upside down is almost quite nice for my boobs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Because um, it just relieves all that pressure from my shoulders. Yeah. It's so nice. It feels but good. But things like, because I used to, do, when I do forearm balances, if I feel the need, I'll do a roly-poly out of my forearm balance. Yes. But if you get that wrong, that could be yeah, that's not a, particularly no. right. And handstanding, like my handstands were quite quite progressive, but again, it's quite I, I would come out of it and potentially twist a little bit so I've mm-hmm. always been quite nervous yeah. to do that yeah Um. it's the same with like I went running I did a I ran at like 11 weeks maybe I went on a run at about 11 weeks but it just felt a bit it was fine when I was doing it yeah. and I actually didn't feel as unfit as I thought I would but when I got home it kind of all just hit me in a wave afterwards and I didn't feel that great and there's always this concern, and I know this sounds stupid, but I was like, Oh my gosh, is baby gonna just drop out? Like, that's the feeling, yeah, a bit like yeah. cycling, I yeah, guess, yeah. Exactly. A bit like, Oh, is baby just gonna fall out, yeah. <laughs>
1: totally. Someone recommended to go swimming, yeah, which I never did, but I wish I had. Yeah. Um, it's
0: meant to be really good, isn't yeah,
1: it? and also for fitness as well. For obviously, for but not just childbirth but general fitness, but mm. yeah, as someone said it feels quite nice to be in the water, feel quite buoyant, especially yeah. towards the end. I never did it, but, yeah, I think if it's happened again, I might try, but,
0: yeah. But, yeah. There's some lovely Lido's around here. Yeah, and Yeah, exactly, Africa exactly. Things, it was so
1: hot before he was born, oh my goodness, oh. it was, like, ridiculous.
0: What month was he born?
1: i uh, so he was 22nd of July. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Summer baby. Summer baby. <laughs> Summer baby. <laughs> so, let's just have a little chat about, mm. um you juggling work and things in your pregnancy mm. because you were teaching what like 18 classes, 18 a, week? classes a week yeah in your pregnancy yes it's <laughs> insane so a lot of the classes I teach um so especially
1: hot yoga I teach Bikram and Fierce Grace so they aren't demonstrating that it's, okay. it's just sitting and speaking um they I hardly demonstrate with those classes at all so it's quite easy being pregnant to sit on yeah. a podium and, and talk to people. Um, so that was quite good. And predominantly I was teaching quite a lot of hot yoga then because of it felt easier for me. Um, and then my other classes, yeah, the early morning ones were good. Um, felt good. It was more the evening ones. I, I just could get tired during the day. I was like the queen of naps. Yes. Oh, my God. I miss that about <laughs> being pregnant and, like, Having lunch and then having like a good half hour, 40 minute nap. Like, I found that 40 minutes was like the maximum I could do. 20 minutes was like good. Yeah. But if I could get 40 minutes, like, that was like I'd got a whole night's sleep and really? like totally recharged and yeah. I'm quite lucky as well. I can kind of sleep anywhere. So I'd go to a park and just like lie down on on a coat and then just like go to sleep and then wake up and go and teach again. So, so yeah, I was, I was really lucky. I was eating loads though. You have to keep refueling, especially with teaching. Um, yeah. And I suppose the traveling in between classes. So I teach in Brixton, in Notting Hill, in East London, in Hackney. So it was, it was a traveling in between. And because I wasn't cycling anymore, which is probably good because I probably would have been more tired but getting on tubes and buses, like, can be exhausting. Yeah. Like, you kind of forget, actually, how travelling feels. Yeah. And um, and it's funny, because I had my baby on board sign, but, like... I only put it on towards the end of my pregnancy because I kind of felt like, oh, I can stand up. Like, it's fine. But then actually I should have sat down a little bit more. Um, so wear your badge, guys. Wear your badge and take your seat. Like, take your seat because you probably won't get a chance again.
0: My sister was saying yesterday, she was like, I want to get you a badge for baby on board badge, I was yeah. like, I don't want to wear one of those yet <laughs> because I'm barely even showing, and I just want to like, I don't need. But that if you're yet.
1: feeling nauseous and things like that, it's probably yeah. when you most need it. Oh my god, the tube makes me just really want
0: to vomit. Oh, for oh you? it's awful, especially like when you end up going backwards, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> I was on it yesterday to <laughs> go to Clapham, and I was like, oh my goodness, I really, really feel sick. It was awful. Oh no! <laughs> Good thing. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. So, did you not? so you worked literally up until birth so my last class
1: finished at 8.15 on the 21st of July and then the lawyer was born at 6 o'clock on the 22nd
0: as in 8.15 in the evening yeah and he was born at 6am in the morning 6am in the evening 6am in the evening so less than 24 hours after you stopped work yeah so he was two weeks early
1: um and uh yeah so do you want to hear i would love to hear so
0: <laughs> if you're happy to share yeah of course tell yeah, us about yeah. this experience like what went down so don't hide any details because no so i Fair finished if you're teaching listening now, maybe yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> so i finished work and
1: we were alva and i were celebrating so we went to poppy's and got fish and chips and we had fish and chips to celebrate, and uh, I think I had a glass of prosecco as well. We and like, at this Yay!
0: point, you had no feeling that you were no, going to, go to labour. No, Everything nothing. Felt
1: Everything felt completely normal, fine. Like yeah. So and then we went to bed, and then so all during the nights, have you got up to pee yet? All the time. Okay, so this gets worse, obviously. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I got up at like four a.m. and I walked into the bathroom. This probably sounds really gross, um, and then just like this kind of flush of water kind of came out of me and like landed on the floor and I kind of looked down and was like did I just pee myself or I kind of looked in I was like doesn't really look like pee and I was like oh it's okay and I kind of like mopped it up and then went to the pee and then went back to bed and then just went back to sleep because I didn't feel anything didn't think anything of it and then so the next day my partner and I were meant to be going to Edinburgh so he was going there for work Um, and then I was going along for the ride, really, and also to visit some friends and family. And uh, so we were getting ready in the morning, and, like, all morning, they just got like, this little kind of trickle, kept, like, feeling like it was kind of escaping from me. And uh, I kind of looked it up, and they said that towards the end of your pregnancy, your mucus um, cap, I think yes. it's called, can yeah, start to, like, um, can start to dislodge. And it doesn't mean anything. It can just it can happen for like three weeks, and it just means that things are starting to like put the put for themselves in the right place. So we were like, oh, okay, that's fine. And so we packed, and we had breakfast, and then we got on the tube. And I'd been sitting down on the tube, and then and then we got off at King's Cross, and I walked onto the platform, oh and then loads like came out, like loads, like, like full on water broke. Yeah. I oh was really bad, is that there was a little puddle on the, on the station, and we, I didn't even, we just walked away, like, because we were so in shock, and I kind of looked down, and Alvaro was in front of him, and I grabbed his hand, and I was like, I think my water's just broke, and he was like, what? And I was like, and I kind of grabbed his hand and put it in between my legs, and obviously they were soaking, and he was just like, what the hell? And I was like, I know, I don't think, and he was like, okay. So we went to, like, this hotel next to King's Cross, the Great Northern Hotel, I think, to go and see I was like maybe I peed myself I was like I don't know like I don't feel anything like you know maybe it's nothing like maybe we should just go and check because I've been really looking forward to like going to Edinburgh with him and like having a nice weekend it was almost like our baby moon like sort of weekend away and I knew that I didn't like not want to go so so I went to the toilet and like my knickers kind of had like sorry guys this is really gross do you mind it's like, no not at all <laughs>
0: do this is the whole reason for this podcast to be completely honest because we, no one tells
1: us stuff so there was kind of like sort of jellyish stuff in my knickers and I remember I called Alvaro, there was no one else in the toilet and I was like look and I kind of showed him and he was like oh that looks that's not pee and I was like yeah no that's not pee so because we had like a weekend bag I sort of changed my clothing. And well, then he was like, I know. That's That's great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we went outside and we were standing in front of King's Cross and I was like, well, what do we do? Like, and he was like, do you feel anything? And I was like, no, I feel completely fine. And our train was about to leave in like half an hour. So I was like, well, what do we do? Do we get on? He was like, let's just call like the, um, the birth center, like to call them advice just to check. So we called them up and she was like, oh, you feel anything? And I told her about what happened at 4 a.m. and sort of all morning and then the sort of big gush that had happened. She was like, no, you need to come in. Like, don't get on that train. And I was like, oh, really? And she oh, was like, no. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay then. So we, um, so we got on a tube and went back to Whitechapel. We, we were at the Royal London Hospital. And uh, when we got there, um, they did a check and nothing they couldn't see if my waters are broken or anything like that and they were like Oh maybe you've got a bit of a leak which can happen um so she was like oh you can go about your day um and I'd been lying down all this time, and I was kind of really annoyed because I was like, "You just made me miss my weekend, and now you're telling me that my waters haven't broken." Don't go about your day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, because I've been lying down, and then when I stood up, like more came out of me, and I was like, "Hang on, hang on, hang on, come back here, like come and feel now." And she felt, and she was like, "Yeah, okay, the waters are definitely broken." So I was like, "Okay." So she was like go about your day, go home, like, go and get your bag ready. She was like, go for lunch, um, and, yeah, hopefully I'll see you again before my shift's finished. And we were like, okay. And I was, she was like, are you feeling anything? And she was like, any kind of period cramps? And I'm really, really sorry, but I've never had period cramps before. So oh, my I know goodness. No, I'm really sorry. <laughs> so I was like, no, I don't think so. Like, everything just feels, like, fine and normal. So she was like, oh, okay, well, then... You know, make sure you try and get some rest and go for lunch and whatever. So we were like, okay. So we went back home and we kind of got my bag ready and we were like, oh, let's go for lunch. My friend Sarah um, had said to me, as soon as you feel anything happen, just walk, get walking. Right. And, uh, and I had it in my head that that's what I wanted to do. So we ended up, so I live in um, Whitechapel. So we're walking down to Spitalfields and we went to one of our favorite restaurants for lunch and we had lunch there and probably like halfway through lunch i went for the biggest poo of my life <laughs> like, oh my god like and i came back and i was like you okay and i was like i think things are like so cuz i've read before that yes. like that's like your body kind you of like a final getting race, getting me? ready to like not poo again and poo out a baby kind of thing so, so I was like, oh, so I've just had that. And he, we were kind of laughing and stuff. And I was like, okay, then. So we kind of carried on lunch. And, like, towards the end of lunch, he was like, oh, do you want dessert? And I was like, no, I think I'm starting to feel stuff. Like, I felt really hot. Yeah. And uh, I could sort of feel, like, tightenings. And I was like, no, I think we need to get walking. And so me being super, very naive, I thought I was going to feel all the pain, like, in my vagina but obviously you don't because no. it's like your uterus and your womb that's contracting. So it's all your middle part of the body. Um, so me being like, Oh, but I feel it here. It feels really weird. Like, is it going to move down or, and I was like, no, I'm sure you're going to feel it there. first. it felt like he was more clued up than me about this. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, so we got kind of walking and, uh, we were walking around old street and, um, we ended up going to Shoreditch Grind. Um so we've been so I think we left the um so I probably started contracting maybe about one thirty, two o'clock. Right. And then we went walking. So we walked all the way around Old Street and all the way around Shoreditch and stuff and my contractions were getting worse and worse and worse. And then so just, what did it feel like? It's like huge like surges so I didn't do any kind of hypnobirthing or I read a little bit about it but I couldn't afford to do the course Um and I would heard that you kind of changed the way you don't say contraction you say a surge or, or there's other nice words that you use and it definitely felt like a surge and they would kind of they go in like waves and you sort of feel one coming and then your whole sort of insides like tighten up, tighten up, tighten up, tighten up, tighten up and then they slowly then release Right. so it kind of goes inside but it's like deep 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 deep, deep, deep within you and yeah. you kind of it's so like shocking because it's just so new you don't ever feel that in the body especially the first few ones because they're kind of all right um so so yes yeah, so we were carrying and walking and uh, we ended up going to shoreditch grind cuz so randomly because of my other half we were meant to be going to edinburgh for work so we had have had to send his friend, one of his work colleagues, to go for him. So we were going to give him our train tickets. It's all very complicated. <laughs> like, so we're in Shoreditch grind, w- grind, waiting for his colleague to come to come and collect the tickets and all the information to go and do this wine fair that he was meant to be doing. So I'm in this coffee shop where they're playing like rave music,
0: oh my and it's packed,
1: and I'm like sitting in the corner, like. Fully contracting it was the most surreal moment of my life like I remember like holding on to the edge and just like gritting my teeth just being like oh, and yeah it was like so intense um and it was progressing very quickly like I was but I think because I was walking like gravity they say kind of helps and it definitely helped me um and I kept needing to go to the toilet which felt like the most awful thing to do I felt like I was going to plop him out into the toilet like it didn't happen like that. and um, that's what it felt like at the time. And I was kind of really worried. Um but I felt like walking really helped me. It made me stay focused. And also because there were so many people around, like I couldn't lose it. Yeah. It made me like have a bit of demeanour about me and a yeah. bit of like, okay, at least you've got to hold this together. Um so we ended up meeting um his colleague and who his colleague is a really good friend of ours and I remember seeing him and just like Crying and Aww. him just being like, "Oh my god!" and and I'm like, "Don't touch me! Don't touch me!" Like, <laughs> I just wanted to really kind of be on my own. So my partner said to me, "Oh, so we were in Shoreditch and we were obviously uh, we live in Whitechapel and we were at Royal London Hospital." And he was like, "Do you want to walk back or should we go taxi or the bus?" And I was like, "No, we'll walk." So we walked all the way back, and that was probably the hardest walk. Like, it's definitely feelings. Um, it was definitely becoming lower in the pelvis and the contractions were, um, so I wouldn't let Alvaro kind of hold me or touch me or hold my hand, but I kept like squeezing him when when the contraction was start and finish. So he was kind of timing it. Yeah. And there was at one point he was like, Lisa, man, your contractions are coming like so quick. And I was like,
0: oh, you think?
1: Like, <laughs> 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 uh-huh. And he was like, "I really feel like we need to get you home." And I was like, "No, I just want to walk home. I just want to walk home, and then we'll get the bag, and then we'll walk to the hospital." Um, so I remember the last sort of stretch walking home, like I kept having to stop and like push my head up against the wall, and and I wasn't like crying out. It was like a really uh, like a growl. I didn't have. I worked on ujjayi breath, on golden thread breath. I had all these breathing techniques in my head all of them went out the window like I have heard that yeah I couldn't find any kind of breath apart from this growl that was like within me it was so primal and like yeah it was quite funny not at the time but now I think <laughs> back um and then so when I got home I think that's really when I fell apart I kind of I think because I've been outside and around people that I sort of managed to keep myself together and then knowing that I was home I I'd like yeah I kind of lost it and I remember my hair was down. All I wanted to do was put my hair up. So I tied my hair up, and I was in the bathroom, and I was on all fours. And I was just like, I had my head pressed up against the bath, and I was just like, Urgh! and I felt like I just wanted to press into the bath. I was like kind of crawling on my hands and knees. And then woman came in, and he was calling the midwife, the birth center, up. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll see. So they basically said to him, oh, yeah, we'll see how she is, but, you know, if she's not very dilated, then, you know, we're just going to send you back home. And he was like, yeah, we're coming, though. We're, we're definitely coming. Like, we're coming to see you. And they were like, yeah, yeah, take your time. And so Oliver came back to me, and he was like, do you think you can walk? And I was like, yeah, maybe. And I kind of stood up, and I was like, no, I can't walk. Oh <laughs> and the hospital was like, five-minute walk away from our flat is so close. So we ended up getting into an Uber, this poor <laughs> driver. Oh, my God. And I couldn't, like, sit. Like, on my bum, I kind of had to, like, perch on the edge. Yeah. There was, like, one butt cheek hanging off. And I was kind of, like, holding onto the sides, like, contracting. And uh, this poor guy was just, I was like, <laughs> get rid to the hospital. <laughs> poor man. And, like, and we were stuck in traffic, so there's, like... Maybe mm-hmm. three traffic lights on the way to hospital. Every single one of them was red. Oh, yeah. And then when we sort of turned the corner, there was like a big line of cars. And I was like, I just want to get out. I just want to get out. Let's just get out and I can walk the rest of the way. And I remember the lovely Uber driver. I, I remember saying to him, uh, he sort of grabbed my arm. And he was just like, good luck. Like, oh, oh. it goes really well. And I was like, thank you. Because like, oh. <laughs> I would put like a carrier bag underneath me to sit on. And they sort of grabbed that and grabbed me and we walked out. And then getting into the hospital, um, the elevator was quite hilarious because it was very busy and I just kind of had my head in the corner standing up going like, like fully in it. And then we got up to the birth centre and it was the same midwife that we'd seen that morning. She was like, oh, you're back. And I was like, I feel like I need to do a big poo. And then she just grabbed my arm and we went into like the kind of first examination room. And she made me lie down on my back and it felt like the worst thing in the world. I was like, why do, why do you always see these images of yeah. people lying on their backs? Like it felt so unnatural for me. Yeah. Um, and without walking, I remember like as soon as I got home, I wanted to be on all fours and that felt like the most natural. When I did my pregnancy yoga teacher training with Katie, it felt so good being on all fours. That felt like the most comfortable for me. And we did kind of like other birth positions, but that felt like, the one that resonant, resonated with me the most. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so we got to the examination room, and she did the examination, which is the most un- uncomfortable thing in the whole wide world. And uh, she kind of pulled her hand out and looked to me, and she was like, okay, we need to get you to the other room now. And Alvaro was like, oh, is everything okay? And she was like, oh, I'll tell you when to get to the other room. So then I started to get into a panic. So I was oh like, my oh, gosh. my God, is everything okay? Like, what's going on? So I kind of like waddled over to the other room, And it was this massive birthing room. Oh my God, it was so big. It had this like big double bed in the corner and this like birth stool with this like rope that I was like, oh, that looks fun. I want to get involved with that. (laughs) There was a pool. There was like um, the kind of other apparatus for like when baby's born. And then there was this mat in the corner that she was like, Going go sit down on that mat or go and get on all fours on that mat. And I was like, okay. And she was like, and then Lisa, on your next contraction, push. What? And I was so like... So
0: soon, oh my goodness. I know. And
1: she, I was like, what? And she was like, baby heads is there. She was like, and you, like, he'll be born like really, really soon. <gasps> and I was like, what about gas and air? Can I get in the pool? And she was like, no, you're too late for any of that. Like, this is it. Like, now you just got to do it. So... I was kind of in shock, Alvaro was in shock, we were both just like, oh, okay. okay, um, and pushing is like, like really hard, like you, I couldn't do it very well, I was, I was sending up, so you have to put your chin to chest, and then you almost have to like breathe right down low, which is really difficult when you're contracting, um, and I couldn't do it for ages, and it wasn't until, I wasn't, it felt like ages, even though I'm sure it wasn't, um, the midwife turned around and said to me that um if I didn't manage to like sort it out then not in these horrible words. She didn't say it like this, but it's kind of way it sounded like, to me. Yeah. She was like, then we're gonna have to help you. And that's yeah. when I was like, No man, like I've done it all the way here so far <laughs> without any help, like I wanted to do it on my own. Yeah. So then I had this like epiphany moment where I like put my chin to chest and I really like gambled all my thoughts and was like, like we're gonna get you out now. And, uh, and then, like, it have happened, and I felt, like, this shift of him, like, start to move out of me. And I I always had this, like, moment of, like, that's how you breathe. That's how you do it, Lisa. You just need to do it like this. And then remembering that sensation, and then, yeah, I think it was maybe four or five pushes later, and then he was out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so I arrived at the hospital, I think at the birth centre at maybe 20 past 5, and oh. he was born at 6 o'clock. What? Yeah. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. And I have a very positive, like... And don't get me wrong, it's still hard. Like, it's funny, my, my, my other talks about it, and he's like, oh, it's so easy for her, and I'm like, hang on a second. Hang on. It was still pretty yeah. really hard. But I do understand that, like, there are many complications for other women, and I feel very grateful that I had the kind of birth that I had. And... It feels nice to be able to tell a new expecting mum about a positive story. Because Absolutely. When, when I was pregnant, all I got was a lot of negative stories. So I think it's right to hear good stuff as well.
0: It's it so
1: refreshing to hear something yeah. that
0: nice that doesn't make yeah. childbirth sound like... The scariest thing in the world. Exactly. Because yeah. I was
1: really apprehensive about it and very scared. And I had no birth plan. Um The plan was there was no plan. That was my kind of attitude. I think that is a good
0: plan. Yeah. I knew
1: that like, I didn't particularly want to be induced. I'd heard that that kind of made things speed up a little bit too quickly. Um, and I think being a yoga teacher and dancer, I wanted to, to let my body do what it had to do at its own course. So I knew I kind of didn't want to do that. Um, but I think when you get into these situations and the medical teams are telling you to do stuff it's for your own good so of course like I knew in my head that if if I was in danger or baby was in danger then yes of course I was going to do those things so I knew about all the different options I thought it sounded quite fun to be in a birth pool um but then I'd also heard that that can sometimes stop contractions if you go in too yeah. early so that was like a or oh, it sounds fun but maybe not like yeah so I kind of knew all the ins and outs or or a version of the ins and outs of all the options and was just like let's just see what happens on the day really and kind of went in with that attitude which helped I think and just yeah
0: so yeah that's 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 incredible so when you got home yeah you were obviously expecting to have two weeks to prepare everything yeah
1: so Eloy obviously being that early he slept in a in a wash basket and a drawer for the first, <laughs> few which nights. just
0: goes to prove you don't need a grip. You don't need a grip.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> a drawer, <laughs> exactly. The wash basket was better actually because it was a bit deeper, and then you could pick it up and carry it around. It was yeah. much better. Um, yeah, so so we were quite unprepared in the thing. So it was like I think the second I was only in hospital for one night, and then let's go the next morning. And I think that the sort of evening we were like on Amazon, like quick, we need to buy some stuff, like all the kind of bits and bobs that we hadn't got yet. Mostly big stuff, like we'd had the pram and and the kind of big crib, but it was more the bed nest that we didn't have, the one that sleeps next to me. Um, So it was more that kind of stuff. And then yeah, obviously all the gifts and things like that, which was amazing, came to us and stuff, which was good. So so yeah. I want to tell you about something that I did. So, and it's a bit alternative. There is, uh, so I did a shamanic, um, it's called the rite of the womb. Right. And it's basically a blessing for your womb. And and it's, uh, I can't remember the verse. I should remember it. Basically, it says like the, the womb is not a place for fear and negativity. It's a place of growth and birth. And you learn this rites, and it's by this amazing lady in London, she does them all the time, uh, I think her name is Chloe Duncan, Chloe, Chloe Duncan, and she's just amazing, so she's a shamanic healer, and she does a lot of these rites, and um, so I went to one being pregnant, I went with my friend Tess, and it was the most beautiful evening I've ever been to, um, I was the only pregnant person there. Um, and there was uh, maybe 15 women there and we learned the rights and you learn it on yourself and then you receive the right and give the right to like six or seven other women. And it's this really beautiful evening wow. where you like touch other people's bodies and like as women we're so tactile and yeah. it just felt amazing to like be in a room with that many women. It's incredible. And then afterwards you do a meditation and you where you like have a conversation with your room. So I remember, like, and I'm not even a yoga teacher. I'm not the best meditator. Like, I try and do a few, like, ten minutes every day if I can, which is quite impossible with a newborn. I bet. Um, but now it feels better. I can sort of do a bit more. Um, but so, and and they don't come very easily to me. So I kind of was, like, lying back. or well, I think I was sitting upright, actually, because I was quite pregnant by then. And I kind of had this conversation with my womb, like, okay, we've got to work together on this, like this amazing cargo that I'm carrying needs to come out of me and we're going to do this together and I'm going to listen to you and and you're going to listen to me when I feel tired and we're going to really work this out. And I remember walking around, um, when we were walking around London, I went back to that conversation with my womb and was like, okay, this is it. This is what's happening. And you know, like now I'm going to really listen to you and listen to the body. And, you know, you tell me when you, what you need to do and stuff like that. And maybe because I'm a yoga teacher or a dancer, I'm a bit more into this kind of thing, shamanism and, and listening to bodies and that. But I really feel like it helped to just yeah. have that connection. Yeah. With um, Katie's course, we did a lot of affirmations. Um, so th- my mantra throughout, whilst walking, was just open, 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 relax, 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 and on every step, that's m- my mantra that I was just saying. Um, and I feel like these things, like maybe they don't, maybe it had nothing to do with that. It was just the fact that I had a very easy birth. But I feel like they gave me strength, yeah, and gave me focus and a little bit of clarity in in a world where for that day everything was so new and quite can be quite scary and overwhelming that just having these little tools around me that um that I feel like really helped so yeah I you take what you want from it but it was something that I feel like I would like to give on to other pregnant ladies that you don't yeah if it doesn't resonate with you then that's cool but it definitely felt like it gave me a little bit of strength and power to like
0: it sounds amazing because I have to say one thing that I've been struggling with and I, I think I talked about it in my previous podcast was feeling connected to yeah. baby and to my belly. See, it's
1: not even... I don't really feel like I was connecting to baby. I felt like I was connecting to, to, my, to my womb, to me. To me. Yeah. yeah. Which is so weird. It's like, amazing. Yeah. So,
0: like really creating a safe haven for yeah, baby.
1: Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And also knowing that like that when baby's gone, you then need to protect that again because your body's, like, done so much work, like, creating a brand-new person and all those... Have you got that app at the moment that's telling you what you're doing right now? Yes. Oh, it's so yes. amazing. I remember, like, one week I was like, today I'm making kidneys, like, this yes. week. It's <laughs> so cool. It's amazing. And I have it's just no like, idea. Again. Yeah, and just, like, all the things that our bodies are doing that we have absolutely no idea about, like, we're sitting here, but your body right now is making this incredible human being and it's like it's so sacred and so beautiful that we need to be really thankful and grateful for for ourselves like yes there's that love and that connection to baby but but then you know when baby's 18 and they leave leave home then it's just us that are left so it's like really gaining that love for ourselves, and and yeah being humble and grateful for that that I really kind of Yeah, it felt good for me to do that.
0: God, that sounds sounds amazing. I definitely want to look into that kind of side of things a little bit more. And And it's something
1: that I didn't think I would be interested in. No. And I remember when I sort of got to that chapter, I was like, with Katie being like, oh yeah, affirmations, love (laughs) yourself, blah, blah, blah. But then it kind of hit that I was like, actually open 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 relax 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 yeah. that's what i need to be doing like yeah. you know to tell the body and it's amazing how the mind you know saying positive things to yourself makes you feel happy so yeah. maybe telling yourself to open up
0: might help too yeah. so i think it's yeah. so true and you know you're you're totally right in saying you know once baby is gone or, you know, going, growing older, then it is just you left. And that kind of leads me on to something else I wanted to talk to you about. Um, So we touched on it before, in that having a baby is such a massive life change, but it's Mm. also a huge relationship change with your other half. And I know Hendrik has some worries about, you know, am I still going to have time to give him attention? And he's like, I would really like to have, if we can afford it, a nanny one evening a week or something so mm. we can have that time for us to just be just us yeah because I think it's important that you have your family unit but then you still have what yeah. created the family yeah. unit you and your partner how have you found that with your partner so at the very beginning
1: I think and I don't think Alvaro will remind me saying this but I think he really struggled I think he felt quite neglected mm. um and so Aloy obviously feeding and things and at the very beginning as well when Alvaro used to take Aloy, Aloy used to cry and he'd sort of say, like, Oh, he doesn't like me, like, you know, he he cries when he's with me and I'm like, It's cause he can smell milk on me, that's it. It's not that he likes me more, he can just he just wants to be fed. And it was kind of having to reiterate things like that, like, of course he loves you, like it's just because he's tired and just mm-hmm. because you don't have milk and that's all it is. But then also, us as a couple um, was tricky. I sort of struggled with. um, So breastfeeding, I didn't massively love. Um, I felt it it was so exhausting having someone on you all the time. Like, don't get me wrong, I adore my son. I love him to the moon and back. But like, there there was a point where he was cluster feeding, and that just means they feed all the time. Like, there was one evening where I set up Netflix. I had a jug of water, some popcorn, and a book, and Eloy, and my other half went to bed, and I just stayed up all night, because Eloy just fed, and fed, and fed, and he would kind of snooze, and I would kind of sit on the couch, and then he would feed again, and it was just easier to have all the things around me that I needed, rather than go to bed, so it can be really exhausting, and it kind of really gives you this... um, like, you don't get your body, like, it's just someone on you all the time. And sometimes you don't get to shower, so you feel quite smelly and maybe, like, covered in milk or... So I didn't necessarily feel like I wanted any attention from Álvaro, um, which was hard for him. I think he wanted to show me love and give me cuddles and kisses and stuff, but I just mm. really wasn't interested and I remember we sort of ended up, we didn't have an argument, but it was a heated discussion about him feeling like I was putting Eloy first in front of him. And I was like, whoa, like, this, I have to yeah, at the moment. You not have a choice. No, exactly. But then I realized that I did, I was given everything to Eloy and not given anything for me and I'm not giving anything for Alvaro either. And it was a bit of a lesson of, like, I needed to save a little bit back. Mm. A little bit back for Alvarez so that when he came home from work, that, yeah, I could give him a cuddle and a kiss. Mm. And, like, so we um, did... uh, We um, would always try and put um, Eloy to bed as such, even though he would be up every few hours. Um, But we would put him into his crib uh, in our room at, like, 6 o'clock. And it meant that from 7 till 8 was like Alvaro and I's time. So we would have dinner together, we would talk about our day, like, and just have a little bit of normality. We would clear all the baby things away so that the living room felt like just like an adult room again. And we still do that now. So like when Eloy goes to bed, we clear everything away so that there's a sense of then just us again. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really important I didn't, it never occurred to me that this would happen. Um, but then when I speak to all other moms, they're like, oh yeah, of course. Like, this is such a big thing for men to mm. kind of have to deal with. And it's weird, like, they, I, I totally understand why they must feel neglected or left out and, you know. So it they makes, can't really
0: help, can they? No, not Unless so all. Unless you're pumping all the time so you can get yeah. some, you know, breast milk out so they can do a feed. It's yeah. challenging.
1: It's really, yeah. And all they can do is kind of be there for you which is nice but then there's almost like a bit of resentment there because you're like I'm the one that's up all night and yeah. you're the one getting all the sleep yeah. <laughs> like and you can't help that happening like yeah. and and it does move on and like yeah Alvaro was really great so he would sleep through the night obviously not fully because lawyer would cry um, but then in the morning I would go back to bed and then he would let me sleep till like sort of 7, 8 o'clock so that then I'd get a couple of hours then which mm-hmm. really helped so yeah I know some other people they, they did it in turns um, and also I think one of my friends they had a c-section she couldn't even sort of, get, out of like, get the baby out of bed so her partner had to get up first and then handle the baby and then when she finished feeding would have to put baby back into bed so every couple is going to be really wow. different with I think c-section like you, you can't really move very much at the very beginning um, so yeah so it's, it's all different kinds of dilemmas or or troubles that like yeah you kind of have to troubleshoot along the way and kind of work out between you but Mm -hmm. i think it's just being maybe a little bit aware i had no idea but now like yeah just being a little bit aware of their sensitivity as well yeah um yeah because i can yeah i can imagine it not being so a bit
0: tough absolutely i mean i think Hendrik is not like worrying about it but it's definitely on his mind to kind of talk to me about it yeah so you are heading off in june to go and teach a retreat yeah and you're taking baby with you and your partner yeah so i
1: decided so so we're going to ibiza uh for a week and uh at first, I wasn't going to take Eloy. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this on my own um, with um, my friend who's a really incredible chef. So we were going to go together. She also has a two-year-old. But then we were talking and it's like, actually, like, we're part of a family. Like, you know, why would we not take them with us? So I have this incredible, beautiful villa that would have been able to sleep all of us, but... I wasn't sure at that point if lawyer would be sleeping through the night and stuff and I wanted my guests to have a nice relaxing time even if I wasn't. So we've hired, uh, rented a little casita next to the villa, it's like a less than two minute walk from the villa so we'll still be there mainly on site. But yeah, so my other half and Aloy are coming and then also my chef, her husband and little boy are coming too
0: so it's a amazing. little bit of a
1: family affair which is going to be nice and fun amazing. um yeah which I'm really looking forward to it's good and I think as well um all my students and the people that are come into my retreat knew me all the way through my pregnancy and then most of them have met Aloy and they adore him yeah. so they're kind of quite excited to be spending time with my family as much as I am with them so yeah. it'll be a nice kind of family affair I think
0: oh that's so lovely so yeah. tell us very briefly just in case there are any listeners out there who are dying to go to Ibiza and go yes, on Ibiza come, retreat. Come. <laughs> and retreat yes come there are still some spaces so tell us yeah. the dates tell us kind of roughly so what's going on 30th of June
1: till 7th of July and I'll it's a yoga holiday it's not a yoga retreat, so there, you can have your phone and there'll be no digital detox, anything like that. Um, there's dynamic practice in the morning, so I teach mandala, same as you, yeah. and also sort of normal vinyasa sequences, so I'm going to alternate between that. And then in the afternoons, i will be a, a meditation session and then some yin Love um, yoga nidra. And then during the day, it's kind of up to you. Like um, I'm taking also one of my very good friends who's a masseuse, um so she's incredible so she's gonna be given massages during the day no not no. chloe my friend zoe she's she oh, i can't remember the those studios she works for but she's amazing um and uh so yeah so there's this beautiful 12 six-room villa um, that has an amazing pool and sun oh. lounges and outdoor eating area and it's right near the beach so there's easy walking distance to the beach and beach and there's bicycles there that we can go out and explore and espigras very close by so oh my god i want to come come oh, you'll okay, be very busy <laughs> i'll
0: be a touch touch prego yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah it'll be, fun. it'll be fun oh amazing i'm running a retreat in july which will be my last retreat but it yes. is mid-july and i am kind of thinking wow i am actually going to be huge probably by then but it is very chilled it's like same thing like a yoga holiday it's a long yeah. weekend yeah so it should be pretty nice and relaxed. That's but good. That's going to be my last
1: one that I do. That's nice. Yeah, I wanted to do one in my pregnancy, but because I did my trainings, I, I just did those instead. Yeah. Um, because I was worried I didn't know when I would get to do another training, so yeah. I stuck them all in as much as I could. Um, so yeah, so but definitely do one this year with possibly one autumn equinox maybe. <laughs> Ooh, amazing, um, yeah. So we'll
0: see. We'll see. Oh, god, how exciting! Okay, so can you believe we've been talking for like well over an hour? Have I? Oh, we my have, goodness, I know it's I'm insane, like, wow. it goes so quickly. I'm gonna have to get you back on the podcast <laughs> later on to talk all things like sleep training and stuff because I just don't think we have the time for that now. Um, so I want to ask you like a few quick fire questions that I get asked by the listeners and they just like want to know. So what pram do you have? Uh, we have a mama's and papa's pram. Okay. Is there any particular reason why you got that one?
1: It was in the sale. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So we were lucky, um, Malloy being a summer baby. So we had the summer sales, um, and we couldn't justify in our heads spending more than, four hundred pounds, five hundred pounds on a buggy. Um so this one was reduced from seven hundred and something to three hundred and fifty pounds. A massive
0: reduction, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it
1: was really big. And it had car seat pram and push chair and Maybe. chair, so it did all the things, so it was perfect. Like yeah.
0: And you find it good, robust it's really enough. good.
1: Yeah. It's got one of those those kind of lids that um not lids. <laughs> <Those> <laughs> <laughs> There's a sort of sun shield, sunshield. It's like an armadillo yeah. that goes all the way down.
0: Oh, wow. So at the moment,
1: it's really good. So sort of when he's sleeping, he can be fully covered. So you don't have to worry about those umbrella things, yeah. parasol things. Yeah. You don't have to worry about one of those. Yeah. So that's been quite good.
0: That is handy. And do you travel with that or do you take something different? We travel with that. We travel with that.
1: Yeah, it does everything. And we made sure, um, obviously living in London, some buggies are too big for buses and we don't drive. So ah. it was important to make sure that it was small enough to go down bus of aisles and stuff like that. I didn't so, even think about that. Yeah, that is something to bear And light enough isn't it? to get on and off tubes and everything. And yeah, so it's something. To, yeah, you need
0: to. Interesting. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. There you mm-hmm. go, London mums. <laughs> Make sure you check bus widths. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we know about birthing planning. You didn't really have one. Didn't really have time for one either. No. <laughs> um, can you remember what your go-to snack was during pregnancy? So
1: in my second trimester, I was in love with kiwis. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I was—I couldn't eat enough kiwis. So weird. And actually, what that was, then, and uh, vitamin C or something. Like, yeah, but I there was that one day where I ate like six in one go. Like, it was a lot of kiwis.
0: Yeah. And I just really briefly, as we're on diets, I know we haven't really covered that. Lisa's not a vegan. You're not a vegetarian. No. And how did you did you really feel like you needed to almost up your meat intake how yeah. did you feel kind of diet wise
1: i have a spanish boyfriend so he's definitely very carnivorous yes exactly <laughs> um but yeah eating protein was a really big thing and it just made me feel good yeah. i wasn't it's was really funny a lot of my um friends were really into carbs potatoes pasta things like that I wasn't really into that. It was more like meat and veg. I was a bit more of like a, a meat and three veg girl throughout my pregnancy. Really? So, I can't yeah. look at a
0: vegetable. Oh, wow. I really struggle. And seeing as I was basically vegan before... Yeah. That was a massive struggle for me because I just... And I still can't really. If someone gives it to me and puts it... Like last night I went to see friends. They made this amazing um, like vegan curry and it was sweet potatoes and mm. spinach and like all the deliciousness. Really spicy but so yum. Um, and it was fine because it was prepped for me. It was there. It was ready. But if you said to me, Emma, can you prepare me like something vegetarian? I just, I just couldn't. I can't. Like it just makes me feel so nauseous. Still wow. looking at a vegetable. So that was a real challenge because so I was like, well, what am I going to eat then? <laughs> and then, so I have been quite. Certain, um, I was, when I was talking to Nikki, she was like, just all the carbs. That's all she wanted. All the carbs. It's mm. the same with me. Just like give me pasta. And I will admit because I obviously haven't speak, spoken to you listeners um, this week yet. So I had spaghetti bolognese um, for two nights (laughs) running. I think I'm actually a little bit anemic. um, And even though diet won't necessarily pull it back, I wanted to try out how it would feel if I ate a little bit more meat. So I was going to make it with mushrooms and just spaghetti and that. And then uh, my sister's boyfriend said... No, that's not how you go spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have meat in it. So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> we made spaghetti bolognese and it used to be one of my favourite meals. And oh my goodness, it was oh, delicious. And it felt amazing. And I felt really good. And I actually had a couple of eggs on toast the other day for breakfast. Yeah. And it felt really, really good. And I just thought, you know what? If it feels that good, then it must be what I need. Listen to the body. Listen it to the body,
1: be- what it needs. Yeah. Yeah. it, and yeah, definitely.
0: So if you're struggling to put meat back in your diet, if you're a vegan, listen to your body. Now is not the time to test your body, yeah. is it? It's not the time. No. And you will feel, well, I felt so much better for it. I don't have a huge amount of energy, but it certainly did perk me up a little bit. Mm. So, a couple more questions. Yes. Were you solid on baby names? Yeah, did you find out if it was a girl or a boy? No. Oh, it was a surprise? It was a surprise. Oh. And it was really nice as well because
1: Alvaro told me he got in there before the midwife did, oh. which was really nice. Um, yeah, so obviously having a Spanish boyfriend, we wanted something that my half of the family would be able to say, so no Jorge or Jose or Juanito or anything like that, <laughs> nothing like that. Um, so, and yeah. We didn't really want, I didn't really want anything English. Yeah. I wanted it to be a Spanish name. And then Eloy came up really early. So we were in, um, we were in Norway together when we first found out we were pregnant. And uh, we, we decided our names then. Really? We, like, really, really early. Wow. Like before the 12-week scan. Like we, we sort of had Eloy in our head. And we played around with some other names. And we had a couple of girls' names as well. But, like, Eloy and one other girl's name. So, actually, I'm not going to tell anyone, just in case no, we have another names, one and exactly. then we have a girl. Um, but, yeah, so we kept it a secret from everyone. Because it was more, um, it's, if you say someone's name and someone goes, oh, really? Like, we didn't want to hear that. So, so yeah, so we didn't end up telling anyone. But we, we had the names from quite early on. Um, and we didn't know anybody else with that name. so no. And it's such a cool spelling as well, E-L-O-Y. So I really liked it. E L O I. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's Catalan as well, which my other half is. So, yeah, it felt good to have that. And his side of the family love it. So yeah, yeah. I bet they do. Yeah.
0: Because we're struggling to find something that sounds good in English and in French. Yes. Yeah. Because when it's said with a French accent, that kind of chucks out a whole bunch of English names. Yeah. So yeah, we're finding that a bit tricky, but we are going to find out. So it'll—we're not going crazy right now about struggling. Yeah. With the oh,
1: DNA. you're going to find out at sex?
0: Yay! Yeah, we yeah. are. I actually have it in my phone from that private blood test because in that blood test they can draw from your blood the baby's DNA, oh. and then they test the DNA and find out what gender the baby is. So I actually have it in an email in my phone, but Hendrick and I, we want to be together when we right. find out. Okay. Um, so yeah. Oh
1: my God, you're good. I know. Nice. Everyone <laughs>
0: said that. They're like, you're so good. And you're like, well, I don't want to face Hendrick's wrath. <laughs> That's <true. laughs> oh. And also he's got the email on his phone as well. And he's like, no, I'm not looking. I'm not looking.
1: I actually okay. wanted
0: to look to see if I had any blood work in there that would say whether I was anemic or not. But, I just thought, you know what, I only have to wait till Monday, which is only a few more days away, and then we can look together. Do you have an inkling? I really think it's a boy. I really think I'm carrying a boy, but then it could be my mind, because I have kind of wanted a boy. I mean, I'm happy, obviously, with a girl or a boy, but I don't know whether my mind's just been completely convincing me that it's a boy, when it could really be both. Hendrik would really like a girl, so, you know, we're totally happy with... Either, yeah. Either, um, I but I babies. just feel like it's a boy and whenever I look at the scan photo I'm like it's definitely a boy <laughs> it's definitely a boy how could that possibly be a girl
1: yeah
0: so I ended up I like,
1: thinking it was a boy and then getting really paranoid I was like what well, if it's a girl then the poor little thing's going to think that I thought it's a boy and so then I got into my head that it was a girl and then <laughs>
0: like yeah no but you I can't do it. right can you you can't no. do right or wrong like you <laughs> know I'm sure it'll change maybe I'll feel like I'm carrying a, a girl at some <laughs> point I have no idea <laughs> um okay so is there anything you bought or felt pressured into buying when pregnant which you wish you hadn't bought now or even when not pregnant because i know you didn't have a great deal of time
1: (laughs) so i bought loads of muslins okay which are still sitting in the packet i've never used one i don't even know what you're using for He to wipe spit and baby So, Lloyd so hasn't ever puked. He's, oh, like, wow. digestively, he's been really great. Like, he's never been a pukey baby. We were very lucky as well. He's not had colic or reflux. So, like, yeah. So, I, I mean, I had a few out that I did that thing where you put it over your shoulder and... And then I was just like, "What is this for?" So I have loads. In fact, I'll bring them for you because I have like a massive packet that is still in the packet. I haven't even taken them out. Or you can <laughs> oh, have. They're nice. just like white cotton muslins. That yeah, no, I don't know why I bought so many. I went to Mothercare and I was like, "Oh yes, I need lots of those," and grabbed like three packets of like twelve and yeah. never used them. How so, funny! Yeah, isn't
0: that funny? Is there anything else like that that you think oh, I didn't really need? That
1: nursing tops nursing tops yeah so i first when i started um breastfeeding i would use a shirt but then mostly being at home it felt okay but then when you're outside it feels a bit mm-hmm. revealing yeah and then my friend was like just do the vest top with a top over the top oh yeah okay and then you can pull the top up and just pull the vest top down and then breastfeed and then you're kind of covered there that's yeah. the best way yeah. and i bought this like top that had flaps and Things you pulled down, and I got myself in such a tiz that <laughs> <laughs> I said that. I said that. wasn't very good at that. Oh, so, um, so everywhere. So yeah.
0: I was actually just looking at your dungarees because I was wearing dungarees yesterday, and if they're great, aren't they? Yeah, I wore these a lot just... when I was pregnant. These are just from eBay. I think they were yeah. a tenner. Like, you can just like take one side
1: down. Yeah. Wipe it out. Wipe it out. <laughs> you know, get used to wapping it out. Oh my
0: goodness. <laughs>
1: The best thing I think anyone should buy you or buy it yourself, yeah, is this. Uh, it's like a towel apron, right? So it's a towel, but then you put it around your neck so that when you pick baby out the bath, and then at the bottom it has like a hood. So you you put baby to you so you don't get wet, <gasps> and then you put the towel hood over the head, and then you can carry them. Best gift ever! Such a good gift. That's My son got a sp- great a gift because then yeah, otherwise you just get soaking. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's That is best a thing. great right. Any of my friends listening the <laughs> towel apron thingy yeah. pretty please. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, it has been incredible incredible talking to you. Thank you so much. Have I know we haven't covered <laughs> even close to anything that I wanted to cover today. So, <laughs> this is going to have to happen again if you're keen well, I'd love to do to, it, I'd love it again. To. Yeah, definitely. Um, but thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to say to the listeners before we end? I guess just like with
1: my pregnancy and my birth that it's my version and everybody's really different and to not do the things that I've done because I've said like yeah just listen to your body and know and trust your own intuition I think when you become a mum your intuition is so heightened that just listen to it listen to yourself and you're right like yeah just listen to yourself (laughs)
0: very good and on that note thank you so much Lisa again And thank you so much for tuning in yet again to Mum Talk Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any questions off the back of this episode, make sure to email me at mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com and I will make sure I will send those questions through to Lisa, and I am sure she'll be more than happy to answer them for you. I'm also thinking about setting up a Facebook page where we can all join in a little bit of a chat and it might be easier for you to pop your questions on there so if I can get my butt into gear then I will pop that across to you and um, in the next episode I will make sure the details are there for you thank you for listening we will see you next wednesday please make sure if you listen if you would be so kind as to rate and review that is always so so helpful and recommend it to anybody that you know who is maybe pregnant or thinking about having kids or maybe they're a father and they don't know what their wife or partner are experiencing and see you next week